The following presentation was recorded live by the Jewish Ethics Institute. But, um, so we, we uh, this is there's a, a news, a Hebrew news website that I go to. Um, it's like a from news website. They have like all the dirt. Uh, so it's called B-H-O-L-B-I-L um, something, whatever. Anyway, it's called, the Hebrew name is called Kika Shabbat, actually. And basically, so when you go to this website, this is what started me on this class. They, they, I'm sure it has other, there's other American websites that have this too, but a, a, a thing comes up blocking the website after like three seconds, which says, you need to shut your ad blocker in Hebrew. Um, it says, do you want to shut your ad blocker? It gives you a choice, yes or no. Okay, meaning you know you know that these ad blockers, mm. adblocker.com. I'm assuming you guys are familiar with that. Meaning, if you go onto most websites today, you the websites have literally hundreds of ads popping up, pop-ups. Right. Just ruins your watching yes. experience. So there's there's websites that are called they're great websites. They're called ad blockers. Ad blockers. They're usually free. Something called adblocker.com, where you just download it and it blocks basically all the ads. So you can go on the website ad-free, mm-hmm. any website. It's unbelievable. It's, uh, it changes your whole uh, web experience. No, no pop-ups, no anything. So I subscribe to that, to adblocker.com. So if you go onto any, many websites, they'll say, please shut your ad block. Many of them will just request it. But this website, when you go onto it, it co- a sc- something blocking the news comes up, mm-hmm. and it says, do you want to shut your ad Can you? Do you want to shut your ad Yes or no? If you choose no, then this massive thing comes up, which says in Hebrew, um, "You are violating Thou shalt not steal." Uh, biblical prohibition of stealing. You're stealing like a, like a whole thing signed by many rabbis um, in Israel. So I had a problem with that. I'm trying to figure out is do they have a right to do that? Meaning, the bottom line, the question becomes like this: You, they're offering a, a product. Now, obviously, the way many of these news sites make money is by the ads. Mm-hmm. That's the way many websites make money, I'm assuming you realize that. Like, even the New York Times, all these websites, well, some of them, you, they ask you to subscribe. So a lot of the new news sites you need to subscribe. But if you don't subscribe, so where are they making their money? So obviously, they're not doing this as a service just to provide you with news or whatever they're providing you. So the, the way they make the money is with um, the ads that they sell, and they're sponsors of the website. So the question becomes now, if I have an ad blocker, do I have a right to view their news? Because they're saying, listen, we only, based on how many hits we get and how many viewers are viewing and clicking through the ads, that's how they make the money. So if you're going to block the ads, so they're claiming you're stealing from us. Because now we're not going to get paid for what we're doing. Is this the only site out there that does this? No, 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 not the ad blocker. The site that you're going to. Oh, I'm sure they're not. Many sites do the that. The information you're getting off of this site you're going to, is it exclusive? Some of it maybe has news. Some no, because what I'm saying is if like it's not site, some uh, news that, that, that I wouldn't see a, a, an issue with the ad blocker. But if they have exclusive content... Do well, I, no, so it's, well, well, it depends what you call exclusive content. No, it's quinoa. Adama, I think, I believe. Quinoa, by the way, the other side, in case you know. Quinoa. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. I think if, if it's if it's exclusive content or content you cannot find anywhere else, then they have a so right to... Why is it, what's the difference? 
It's a website. You can do whatever they want on a website. Mark, you had a question? Mark. I'm reading it. Oh, you read What's the difference? I don't see the difference between ad blocker, all right, or a news site that says, all right, we want your email address, and then you can go ahead. That's how you register for the site. It might be free, no, but, but they want your email. It's the same thing. What's the difference? They want, because obviously they want to use that email to bombard you with something. But yeah, so there, they're only, what are you saying? They're only giving you access if you put your email in? Yeah. Yeah, okay, so that's, What's the difference? you're no choosing, difference. no, I'm saying, there you have no choice. They're saying we're only going to give you access if you, you sign you up. You have a choice too. You either take the ad blocker off or you don't. That's a choice. Um, I don't see the difference. No, the question is, so now, this this website's not giving you a choice, because if you choose not to move the ad blocker, they won't give you access. Right. I've had that recently that's also, I went on a recipe site, I don't remember which site, looking for a recipe something and same thing it, it said it comes up the recipe and then like, three seconds later mm -hmm. something comes over and says unless you shut off your ad blocker we, we will not give you access so clearly they're hurting right. from it there are a lot of new sites are doing this now because they're hurting they're not making right. the money right so the question is two things so obviously they have a right of course if they're not going to give you access they have every right to do that yeah. that's their prerogative the question is if they do give you access but they're saying we don't allow you to benefit from our site unless you shut off your ad blocker that's the question. Am I obligated to shut off my ad block? I mean, am I stealing? Can't two things. Can't obviously they have a right to do whatever they want. So if they want to block me from the site, that's their prerogative. It's their site. Mm -hmm. the question is the opposite. Okay, am I oh. obligated to shut my ad blocker because they're losing money? In other words, if you say no, they're still giving you access to the right. website. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, okay. Now the question okay. becomes: Is it stealing? If they're saying, "Listen, no. we only want you to view our site if you shut your ad block." No. So yeah, am I stealing or am I not? Do I have a right to do that? To say that. Get guilt or guilt? Guilt, guilt, guilt. <laughs> so I, I don't understand your question. Uh, Meaning, do, do I have? Yes, that's my question. Yeah. Right. So that's that's my question. That's why I, I realize what am I doing? And I run an ethics organization, so I have to. If it's really doing something wrong, I need to. And I try to be my point careful. Is a lot of rabbis out there, whether you knew them or not, they could find them rabbis to put their name on there. Did you get guilt because you? No, well, I don't. I, didn't, I don't remember who the rabbis are actually. I think I could bring it up just to show you. Uh, um, show you what it is. <coughs> but uh, so you can so you understand the question. Let's read inside. If a website is providing content for free, and the ads are being used to pay for the free content, is it ethical to block the ads and consume the content without the ads? Okay. Oh. So, so meaning, is that okay? Am I doing the right thing? Because that's, that's how right. they make the money, and this is if I am blocking the air. Yeah, we're just still getting the so Okay, so that's the question. But they're saying they don't. Let's say sometimes they'll say that. Let me show you this. Let me see if I can bring it up. What if you made a donation instead? That could be an option. That's what I think. Subscription option. If you don't pay something for actually you could donate. I don't want to be bothered by the ads, but I sent a check. I would have no problem with that. I'm going to block the ads. Well, that's the question. You understand their operating budget, but that is a problem. Um, so, what, well, yeah, I'm saying that's a little strange. How are you going to make that? Listen, I'm sure well, they accept no, it. I'm not bothered by the ads, but I'm not I have a bigger, I have a bigger issue. Yeah, I'm not sure, meaning... You're right, though. How much is enough? Yeah, I'm I'll saying give, also, what, if they agree, then it's fine, obviously. I'll question. give you another one. This one's mm. even better. Okay, All right, because I, I do do this. Okay, you know, you're on Facebook and you get a bunch of ads. I see something that might be of interest to me. I won't click on the ad, but I'll write, I'll go to another, I'll hit a tab and then write down, put down in the uh, email, the uh, web address. Now, the store doesn't care, 
They get my they get my they're getting my viewership anyway. But Facebook lost the ad. Because I click if I click on it, then Facebook gets a percentage gets a, a fee. So you don't click. You do click. I on do it? not. Cause I don't want Facebook knowing what I'm doing. So, but, but you go to the store. So I'll do it. Well, I'm saying I'll hit a tab and then type in the web address of that store. Yeah, but that's something else. Facebook doesn't not requiring you to look at the no, click on the No, I'm saying the Facebook doesn't say you have to. Meaning, no, let's say I, I, there's a pop-up ad and I decide I want to buy the product, but I go straight to the website. I don't think that's an issue. Okay. They're not saying you have. No one's saying you have to click on the ads. Okay. Question is, they get money by their readership by how many people are viewing. Yeah. The ads, even if you don't click on it. Oh. The problem is, I don't have on my phone. I don't have the ad blocker. So this is the website, but it's not coming up. Uh, mm. The stop is not coming up. So. Oh, because they I don't have an ad blocker on my phone. Okay. Anyway, okay. So that's question number one. So is there is it unethical? Is it stealing to block the ads? Number two is has it tor- So the real question, what it boils down to, is it's a bigger question. Intellectual property in general, which is something we never we, we discussed a little with stealing Wi-Fi, um, but we never really discussed like copyright law here. I don't think it's another it's a complicated topic. But meaning the concept: can you steal something that's non-tangible, according to the Torah? Meaning in, in Western society we have copyright laws, meaning you can't steal content if something is is uh, has a what's it called a patent, right? But you could put a patent on an idea. You, question is halachically, the Torah just says don't steal. Now, am I stealing if I steal your idea? Is that called stealing halachically to, uh, in the Ten Commandments? Sounds like stealing. Well, I'm, what am I stealing? There's nothing t- stealing means I, I take your item. You own something. Tangible. Something that's tangible. And I go ahead and steal it. If you just uh, you know, if there's nothing tangible that I'm taking, can that even be called stealing according to the Torah? That's a much bigger question. It's relevant to to any idea, concept of a of a patent. Does that even exist halachically? It's a new concept. I mean, the patent. I don't know when the first patent was, but probably I'm guessing 200 years ago, maybe 150 years ago. I knew that patents were coming. Yes, but the question is, society at large didn't um, didn't understand it as stealing until recently. The concept of of having a patent is a relatively new concept, as far as I know. I mean, research it, but. What if you can steal some? So can I steal something that's not tangible? Because that's really what I'm doing here. Meaning there's content there. I'm just viewing. I'm, I'm not taking it off the side. I'm not, we're not talking about downloading the content. I'm talking about I'm viewing news. Right? It's like, like Scotty said. Especially if it's not something specific. Um, that's, that's actually relevant. What Scotty brought up before. What, what was the term you used? Are you saying Exclusive. Is it possible? But meaning is it halachically considered oh. stealing that even you know intellectual property, the concept of intellectual property, does that even exist within the framework of halacha? It exists in Western society, but 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 uh, the kinds of intellectual property is. So exist. I go to Brian's that office and I see his his latest and greatest cooler, and I excuse me, I go to Brian's office and he shows me the current cooler, and then he just tells me what's in the works. Oh, we're going to do X Y Z. And, and by the Torah, then, is what he told me, if I went and took his idea and did it myself. So now there's something else. No, so not his, the existing, but he's saying, what's coming up in next year? Man, i got to grab it. It's going to be a banana or whatever it is. You know, it's going to save a so banana. And it's not banana. yet done. 
and I then go and do don't it. Don't hire for market. Don't hire Scotty for your market. Am I not? You understand what I'm saying? Let's say, you know, yeah, I got oh, you, I got I'm going to do animals or whatever. Okay, I got you. But so, he doesn't do it. And I say, so, oh, what a great so idea. Now, so there's another, there, there is a prohibition called, there's something Talmud talks about. Um, even, that's for sure, meaning it's upcoming. And I go ahead, the Talmud talks about that. You just, it's a curse. It, it learns it out from a verse in the Torah, but it's not stealing per se. It's something called Ani Mahapak Bacharar. It means, you know, I'm a poor guy. I see something, you know, let's say you, there's a Rolex watch on the floor. Someone dropped it. You see, you know, see a Rolex watch on the floor. And, I, and I'm running to pick it up. I see it, and then you come and swipe it. I never even owned it yet. And I, you come and take it before I picked it up. So that's, technically, it's not stealing. You can't steal something that I don't even own. Right? That's the question. Can you even own an idea? That's really the question here. Can I own an idea? Is that mean that what do you mean? It's nothing. It's air. Right? So here, let's say, take the case of the watch. I didn't own the watch. Um, I just saw it and I was going to go pick it up off the, you know, on the beach. Someone dropped it. Or I have a metal detector. I'm looking for stuff on the beach and then, uh, you know, beach call me and then another guy comes and you know, starts calling me in the same area as me. So you say he's doing something wrong? Did he steal from me? He's okay. for sure didn't steal. I never owned it. It's under the ground. I never owned it yet. So you can't say he stole it. But what Scotty's idea, but Scotty's... Okay. But, Scottie's but I was going to say, so the Talmud here. says it's, it's a curse, meaning if you do that, you're cursed. Meaning it's not stealing, but you shouldn't do it. Right. It's okay. the same thing with a fisherman. The Talmud's example is, I'm fishing, I put my line down, I put my net down in the ocean. Okay, and then there's a school of fish coming, and I put my net down to, to get to school. Yeah. And then a guy goes, you know, 10 feet in front of me and puts his net down and grabs the fish. So did he steal? That stealing? It wasn't in my net yet. Right? I didn't own the fish, but the Talmud says that's prohibited. Okay, but... Um, it's prohibited, but I don't know if it's stealing. <coughs> it's prohibited. But, it, okay. <coughs> but in your case, if if a patent exists, right, like I said, you steal an idea. But now, Western law has determined that there is a... Asset. You, you can't tangible. own your idea. So then, if you steal it, it's not tangible, but it's, you can well, own your idea. Is, well, patent says you, 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 that you own the idea. Right. Well, so but it's tangible. I can sell a patent. Okay. All right. So if he steals it and copies my patented idea, that would seem more like stealing, as opposed to his so, idea that something no, so, selling so in the future. So I listen. Once the Allah is anyway. Once, once the government, the Dean of the Bachus, and once the government says this is prohibited. So anyway, we halachically becomes prohibited, okay. really. Anyway, yeah. but this is something different. So, so you, so that's that's when it comes to a patent or an idea. Yeah. Here, you have a different question because news, as, as Scotty says, let's say it's not exclusive. I'm, I'm, I'm Fox News. Listen, I can go to CNN. I can go to Al Jazeera. I can go to maybe not. <laughs> I, I can go to you know a lot of different news sites. Mm -hmm. So now, can they can they tell me? Listen, you have to shut your head back. They say, we're only allowing you to view this news if you shut your head black. They don't actually, it's not stuff, meaning you can't see the news, but they're telling you. We only allow you to watch this, please shut your head black, or that's how we make our, our money. So now, what am I stealing? Stealing the news? I mean, there's nothing tangible. I'm just viewing a website. All I'm doing is viewing it's their news. news. I mean, like he said, if it's not something I can't find anywhere else. So if it's exclusive, so even yeah, then, maybe. but still, what am, I I'm not, what am I stealing from them? We're not taking their news. We're not talking about taking the news and publishing somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Maybe that, that would be different because that's uh, copyrighted material. That might be something else. But I'm saying here is all I'm doing is looking. Uh, I want to see what's going on in the world. So can you say I'm stealing? Is that called stealing? So that's really... So it's, I have a, yeah. I have a concrete example. I once knew a 
PhD student who's an advisor stole his theory, right? So he goes on and gives a paper on it and everything, but it wasn't his idea. It was clearly not his, but he stole the student's idea. So what's the parallel? The, the advisor there? stole the student's Correct. Happened to work for him as an underling, but he then he, he published the paper. Right, so that's so that's also that's similar so question. Meaning, is that stealing? But it's a theory. It's right. I'm it saying it's, it's stealing an idea. It's stealing. Right. There's nothing tangible there. That's the question. Can you steal? That's what's called intellectual property. Can you steal? Is it called stealing? Right. So that's the question. I don't know the answer. Seems, seems like uh, seems bad. We're not saying. Listen, is it when it comes to idea, you shouldn't steal. For sure. I mean, like we're saying, that's at the least. Listen, that's what the whole was a whole fight between um, two doctors. Uh, Guy who died, the, the Lebanese guy, the heart, the heart, uh, the Baki. His idea was stolen by Noon, by this guy, uh, Dr. Noon. He was a student. Uh, by the way, that was uh, Brian, that was the case. Dr. Something Noon stole, the, he was a student of the Baki. The Baki invented the heart, the heart, uh, the heart uh, transplant, uh, the artificial heart. This guy knew, and the Baki wasn't ready to put it out there yet because. He said it's too dangerous. He's, he wasn't sure. He wanted to do more research. This guy knew and said, we're well, thousands of people dying every year. He went and took it and did it himself. He did the first Star Trek without permission from his Rebbe, from mm -hmm. the big. And was a, they, haven't, they didn't speak in 15 years after that. He, and they, haven't, they didn't speak. And then actually I was involved in getting together a long time. But then he came, I did a conference where they both appeared together. The first time they appeared together at my conference. <laughs> but, uh, but, um, so effectively, Noon didn't steal anything. Well, that's, I'm asking. I don't know. It's, I mean, I mean right? He took the concept and did but surgery. But he didn't steal anything. Right. He didn't steal anything tangible. It was the, it was the concept. But he stole a he stole concept. concept. He stole, theoretically, stole something. But the theory of, of transplanting a heart, the Bakey might have been the first. There are others that he were He researched the concept. There were others out there thinking about it, the same thing. And the Bakey might have been the first to do something. But it wasn't. Well, he, it wasn't. Like he was the first. He invented the concept, and then Noon actually went and did it. Um, did the surgery. He, the Baker had never done the surgery. Well, so he stole his thunder, basically. Ready. What? The other guy. The, 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 the guy Noon. I forgot Noon. his first name. Uh, Where was that? Dude? Was Houston. Yeah, it was here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Somewhere else. oh. Well, all in Houston. 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 All of the Methodist stuff. The first guy got the credit. Oh, well, he, well that was why the Baker was pissed off. I forgot his first name. He got a job pretty quick. Pretty darn quick. Yeah, but, I, mm -hmm. but he didn't steal. He, I okay. have an idea of taking oil out of the ground, and it's revolutionary. Right. Big deal. Until, until I patent it or do something, anyone can do it. Right. So what I'm saying yeah, that's not true. I mean, if you have, yeah, until you patent it, that just makes it legally. So the baby didn't do anything. That I no, I'm saying that the patent is just a piece of paper that says you legally own the idea. Now, if I had, let's, it's the question is still halachically we don't care about the piece of paper. The issue is, if if idea is, can I steal your idea? You tell me about your idea in confidence. No patent. And now I go ahead and, and act on it. So is that stealing or is that stealing? Not at all. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, don't think so. see anything morally wrong with that. I'm not saying that. Mm -hmm. 
We're not, we're not talking about that. More morality is, is really not in this discussion. It is? Morality well, it is. is not in it. Well, it is. Well, something in, a, in Allah, if something's immoral, then it's... Oh, if it's the law, it's, 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 it's the ethics of it, there's two separate things. So the truth is, I, in the first, if you look, I wrote, in the first question I wrote, is it ethical to block the ends? But the question really, halacha and ethics, it's the same thing. Meaning, if it's if it's unethical, then it's prohibited halacha. In, in, in Judaism, there's no difference. The no, I'm saying Judaism is no difference between ethics and law. In, and law. in American, in Western law, there is. Something could be illegal, something could be 100% legal, but it's unethical. Let's say that case, stay with someone's pen. Someone's idea, you have an idea, you tell them in confidence. As long as he doesn't have a patent, you it's can... Not really right. Right. right, right. But right. it's unethical. Okay, in Jewish law, it's not like that. In Jewish law, if something is unethical, then it's illegal. There's no, there's no difference. Ethical, it's illegal. Right, and if it's right. ethical, yeah. eh, sorry, if it's legal, then it's ethical. There's no, there's no difference between the two because if it's unethical, that means you shouldn't be doing it. That means it's us. We have to find the source to ask. So the question here is, it boils down to the, is, when the Torah says low tignov, do not steal, is it including ideas or is it only including tangible items? That's the Why question. are you limiting it and saying just because it's intangible that it uh, can't be stolen? Because, again, the Torah's concept seems like on the surface, at least, the Torah's concept of stealing something is would seem to be tangible items. For example, it says you have to return. They stole something. Uh, you, there's a mitzvah to fix up, to rectify your stealing by returning the item. It only talks about tangible items. It doesn't no, talk about ideas. They had ideas then, right? And what's not the idea? The concept of stealing an idea is not a new thing. Yeah, that's you're right. When you're, if you steal someone's time, how do you then pay him back? Time is not tangible. And yet we say that well, time, first of all, time, time is more. Yeah, he's got a point. Go yeah, but it doesn't say in the Torah. It's not in the Torah. Salesman's not in the Torah. It's Talmud. Right. That's right. We you taught us that. Yeah. You can't go ask a salesman if you're not going to buy something, what, how much something costs. Yeah, I don't know if that's because it's stealing his time. That's because you're leading him on. That's something else. You're, you're leading him on to think. It's called Geneva's Dance. What about stealing somebody's name? Identity. You mean like literally identity? Like, like identity, identity theft? theft? Yeah. Well, the, well, the problem there is you've got to be stealing. That's not, you're not stealing his name. You're stealing because you know you're going to be using his credit card. No, that's literally you're pretending to do. Yes. You're pretending to be somebody else to, to I'm get into a club or something like that. So again, I don't know. Again, that's Geneva's Das. There is a concept of Geneva's Das, which means you're stealing their mind, which is also intangible. You're right. In certain sense, that's intangible. But again, that's not included in So it's a good point. That's a good point. Bring a good proof. We've discussed it many times in the past. There's something called Geneva Dat. Both. I'm explaining. There's, we discussed here in the past something called Geneva Dat, which means I'm fooling your mind. I'm stealing your mind. If I tell you uh, you're good looking, and you really meant, so then, so then I'm <laughs> so then, so then am I, I'm stealing your mind, meaning I'm, I'm conveying a false impression. And, unless it's your wife, then you're supposed to right. purchase the right. So conveying a false impression is a form of stealing. So that, where it's not tangible. It's a good point. <laughs> Excuse me. Right. So the bride. That's what I'm saying. It's beauty in the eyes of the beholder. So so you gotta you can lie. You're not lying because. In the, in, in the husband's mind, the groom's mind, the bride is beautiful. Okay. So C, the notion, of, so here I discuss it a little. Notion number C, the notion of intellectual property assumes that one can own something that doesn't physically exist. So it's even, it's a bigger question. It's not even a question of, ste the question of stealing, it's a question of, can you own something that doesn't exist? 
Okay, like you're saying, I have an idea, there's an idea, the concept of an idea, does that even exist? What, what is it? Can I own an idea? So obviously, American law says yes. Patent says you own an idea. But halakhically, according to the Torah, can I even own an idea? Okay, never... Um, Violating someone's intellectual property rights does not directly detract from anything in his possession. If you don't own the idea, so then I can't steal it from you because you never owned it. Though it may affect his ability to profit from his ideas, like we're saying. It's a question of, you're going to mess up my future profit. I have this idea, I plan on opening this business, and now you went ahead and opened the business on the same block that I was planning on opening. So at, at the least, what it is is I'm, I'm curtailing your future profits, but I didn't steal anything from you. You never owned it. You never even did. You never opened your business yet. So I can't be taking away what you own because you never, it never happened yet. So that at the least, or at the most, whichever way you look, depends on the way you look at it, what I'm doing is I'm curtailing your future of making money. That's not stealing from you, right? Get, um, taking away your future profits is not called stealing. Okay, that's future income that you don't have yet. It's not tangible. You don't even own it yet. So what I'm doing is I'm messing up your future business. Nevertheless, um, there is no physical loss. In, sorry, so I'm, I'm taking away your future past. There's no physical loss incurred from intellectual property rights violation. Can one still treat it as physical property? Okay, um, that's the question. So by the way, it's also this is also very relevant to the downloading music question. So that might be a little more. You might say, okay, the music at least I own the. It's again, it's rights. I own a song. Right, so I bought Elvis's all Elvis's songs. Okay, so what does that mean? So if I'm downloading without your permission, what am I doing? Am I ste- I'm not stealing the song. You still have the song. What does that mean? You own you own the song. What does that mean? I mean, so it's a it's a complicated topic. You're, it's not a you're using without permission. Why does it using have to be what? Ownership? Is sound even? Can I own sound? Can I? It's not even sound. I mean, can I, can, let's say I even want to call it sound. Can you own? A sound. What do I do? I put the sound in the box, and I. Yes, because if, you, if he's saying Elvis "Love Me Tender" is very different from you saying, right? I mean that. He <laughs> that is true. We're both pretty bad, by the way. I think someone has a voice. His point in time that was great. That's also, music, the music, music is a a tangible. The song gets meaning that song that you're downloading. The estate of Elvis gets three cents, right. whatever it is. So it. It has a value to it, an idea, meaning a current totally value. Current value. Mm-hmm. The idea, I mean, it might be the greatest idea in the world, but it, today's value is zero. Right, but again, the song yes. is still income, future income. All I'm curtailing from Elvis's estate is future income. Okay, that's what I'm doing. Or let's say any any sound, any music site, any band. So what I download when I pirate their their songs, and don't and don't pay the three bucks for the download. Right. So. All I'm doing is I'm taking away their future income. It's not what, why? What am I taking? That's a current. No, it's a current. You're downloading would get them a three-cent royalty. Yeah, so it's income. I'm taking away their. I'm not. I'm taking away oh, what they would have made. You're not taking away. There's nothing. They don't own the three cents. Right, right. I got it. I'm taking what they would get the three cents. I understand. So what's the difference? You're still stealing from them. That's the question. though. is that stealing? Can they steal what you don't own? They don't own the they three cents. They no, they don't own the three cents. They own the right, right. So what am I stealing from they them? The, the three right cents? They get an income stream okay, from so people that right. do it. So, so I'm not stealing that right. You still have that right. I just happen to be listening to the song for free. Why is it taking no, the record store then? What? Why is it taking the record store? No, because that's a record. 
I'm saying that I'm shoplifting. I'm taking a tangible digital item. Digital I'm walking digital out the digital word. It's a royalty. It's a royalty absorbed. Have you downloaded it? I don't know. So that's new for me too. It's a complicated. Are you stealing music and you're trying to identify I'm not into music, but my kids do, yeah. Basically. Um, I'm saying it's done. Listen, it's done. Everyone does. It's been of course. Somebody send you a file and you right, can't can do it. Movie, yeah, movies, movies. No, I don't. Music. I happen to know it's music. Oh. But let's say you want to watch a movie online and you know, you go to YouTube and watch it. That's what Somebody happens. Somebody sends you a YouTube video. That's, that's not pirating. Of course it is. Who put on YouTube? Some guy posted it. Somebody sent you a YouTube video. I have no idea. Put it on YouTube. Right. Okay. But doesn't mean it's not stolen. Most movies on YouTube is pirated. That's why it's on you. Some guy down there. Okay, then I agree. No, that's what I'm saying. You get a cat that's flipping, okay? And somebody sends you that video. Well, the cat that's flipping, the guy that, that started it, he wants you to subscribe to his channel and all. But you're 50,000 down the road, so you're getting it without yeah. the commercials. Is Oof. that then, are you screwing with the guy who said, okay, this is my subscription, but I'm 50,000 down the road because people pirate, pirate, pirate. 50,000, you're 5,000. How would you possibly know who you... Okay, so it's a different question, but if you're an ethical person, you, so if you, right. if you all no, that no, stealing... I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Listen, any movie... Any Warner Brothers movie that's out there, any studio is doesn't want their movie on YouTube, right? Because then they're not making money. So the fact that it's, if you're watching something on YouTube, not, I'm not talking about a no commercial, but any movie on YouTube, it's parody. I don't watch movies on YouTube, but sometimes I'll watch a song or listen to a song. And then, okay, so like my daughter sings a cover, okay, of, of uh, Justin Bieber. I just did Whatever. She sings on, on, on. So, am I watching? Do I owe him money? Does she owe him money? Does he owe him First of all, you have to be a. Are they notifying you that it is a pirate? That it is a copyrighted thing? I mean, if it's copyrighted, usually they're going to have something on that video that's going to say that this is a copyrighted please do this or that. Unless they're able, somebody's able to take that that part of it out of the file. I don't know. We're getting into Okay, so let's, let's stick to the topic. So, okay. so, the first. So, so just to discuss this issue, the basic background, which is, is intellectual property subject to theft or not in, from the Torah? Obviously, in Western society, it is. The question is according to the Torah. So the, so the first proofs that I found were like this. The, the proof number one here, it says, the Gemara states that a non-Jew, we discussed this in the past, interestingly enough, is a prohibition, not, not a well-known prohibition, of non-Jews studying Torah. Why? It's based on the verse that says, Torah tziva lanu Moshe, marashi kilatiak. God gave the Torah as a heritage to the Jewish people. So the Talmud says from there, we see a Gentile is prohibited to study Torah. It's, by the way, it's a problem, especially in the Torch and places. If I give a class and there's no Jews show up to my class, I can't, I have to, I can't be teaching that class. No, if you're in a, you know, it's a, it's a problem. Especially if you're giving it, I mean, I've had this before. Korea, this huh? I've had people want to study who are not halakhically Jewish study with me one on one and they want, they want to pay me even, so what do I do? Um, right, Koreans, actually, by the way, so I spoke to, I went to, because I was offered a, a job in the university. Um, no, I'm saying as, you know, it's to teach in university. I had done this last semester. I taught in, U of, in, uh, in Rice, actually, class on medical ethics, um, on Jewish medical ethics. So it happened to be there were two Jews in the class. Um, there was only six people in the whole class, <laughs> the two Jews, thank God. Most of the time, I've done it before in Baylor, many times the Jews are not interested in Jewish men's office, they're non-Jews. 
I have evangelicals are interested. So what do I do if I show up there and there's all? So I actually went. I went to Israel because I was thinking doing this permanently, teaching in in, in Rice in Ridge. So the question would be, what do I do? Can I teach these classes, business ethics, and medical in or legal ethics in university where it's all non-Jews? And I went to ask the question in Israel. So what they told me is medical ethics. Sure, you can anyway, even if it's all non Jews, because as long as it's relevant to the Shevim Mitzvah Noah, it's relevant to, to the seven Noah law, yeah. so then they're allowed to learn. They're only not allowed to learn things that are totally not relevant, like the Shabbos. So, okay. so, so medical ethics, most of it is, and the right issues where they're relevant to Noah also, because they have the prohibition of murder. It's actually stealing also would be one of the prohibitions. So, anything relevant to business ethics, if it's a stealing issue, so they said I can teach it. <coughs> But actually, believe it or not, so the guy I went to, one of the guys I discussed it with, he was offered because North, by the Israeli government, um, North Koreans are very into Talmud. South I don't know if you heard about this, South Korea. Korean Talmud. Talmud. They discovered, they think Jews are brilliant, and they think it has to do with you know, business, and they want to be in on it. <laughs> so they think they were brilliant because why? In business. Talmud. I think they're right. Right, so they so they're saying it must be where what's where they're getting the information from the Talmud. So they decided they want to teach in their high schools and to their many of the, even adults. They want to teach. They want to study Talmud. So the Israeli government wanted to cash in on build a relationship. So they asked this guy, this rabbi in Israel, or this guy who I've, a friend of mine, not a friend, but he's a colleague, and who to to teach to fly to North Korea to teach Talmud or to do it on on live by Skype. So he asked. Rabbi, what should he do? Can he teach it? It's surely his assumption is there's no Jews listening to the class. So he said as long as he's doing it by Skype, he can do it if he has someone else log in who's Jewish. He just has to, while or he's teaching it. room with them or something. Right, yeah, meaning so he has someone else. Uh, what? That's so that is bogus. Why is it bogus? It's no, the same thing. Sky. The prohibition. You can't, you can't Skype something and, and, and well, no. yes, you can. Why not? You can give a, a Skype. No, I'm saying the point is someone, no. there is a Jew listening Someone's to the learning. share. As long as you have one Jew listening to the share, you're fine. And otherwise, it's saying it's a violation of this law of teaching Torah to non-Jews. So you. the point is like this. So, so we're, getting, we're getting off stage. So the, so the point is, Gemara states that it's pro prohibited. It's a form of stealing. Because since the Torah belongs to us as the Jewish people, for a Gentile to study Torah is a form of stealing. So the question is, it's, what, is what are they stealing? There's nothing tangible. Okay, so they want to bring this as a proof that you see the concept in, in halacha agrees to the concept of, of stealing something which is just, which is non-tangible, just intellectual. Okay, that's what um, number two says. Rechaim Sofer writes, one sees from this passage of Torah Tzivolan and Moshe Amorasha that the, the Torah is a heritage to Jewish people and wisdom is subject to theft and therefore anyone who takes someone else's wisdom without permission is a thief. That's what he writes. This is written in, in the 1800s. It's right? Even Jew to Jew, he, the point is we're bringing a proof from the fact that we consider a non-Jew studying Torah as stealing is a form of theft. So therefore, you see, intellectual theft is considered uh, theft. Okay. So he goes on to say, Moshe Shik disagrees um, that there is a dispute. He says there's two opinions in the Talmud as to why there's a prohibition of, of non-Jew studying Torah. So he says to whether one can steal something that is tangible. This, for example, there's another question. Let's say this is where it would be relevant. The Talmud discusses if I steal a shofar, okay, and now I blow the shofar. So, so is, did it, can the person hearing the shofar fulfill their mitzvah? The shofar was stolen, but the sound of the shofar, how do we view the sound of the shofar? Is it a stolen sound? 
That's the question. So meaning, you can't fulfill your mitzvah with something stolen. But here, the shofar itself is the thing that was stolen. The sound of the shofar was not stolen. Can you fulfill your mitzvah now? What do you say? No, because you have... Mark, you had a question? <coughs> Someone in Beth Israel stole a shofar. You're aware it's stolen? Someone in Beth Israel stole a shofar. Okay. okay. From, from the gift shop. From the gift shop. Okay. Okay. And, and now they go on and they're blowing the shofar on Rosh Hashanah. Can you fulfill your obligation to hear the shofar with that stolen shofar? So, so even though normally the law is you can't because the if the item you stole is being used in the fulfillment of the mitzvah, it's not a fulfillment of the mitzvah. You haven't fulfilled your obligation. But here, the the mitzvah is not to blow the shofar. People don't know this. The mitzvah is to hear the sound of the shofar. So this, is the sound stolen? It's the shofar that's stolen. The sound, I didn't steal sound. That's the question. Okay, but I... Okay. Okay. What do you say? Uh, no, I see it. If you're looking at it from that standpoint, then I guess it's fine. I was, I was thinking if you can't... It's like with a, with a, with a lulav. You can't use one that's Yeah, but stolen. that's because the, the mitzvah there is to shake the lulav. So the, if the lulav was stolen, the I can't... to hear the sound of the lulav shaking. Right, the exactly. Here it's different. the purpose it's of the show. The purpose no, of the show is to hear. That's right. Make it to hear. Right. So it's this all... This Gemara idea, I'm saying, no, not the no. Koreans. It's a different example. In Scotty's example, or the fisherman example, you're taking away a potential income, so to speak. But, yeah, but we're getting back Jews, to the basics. Not Jews learning Gemara or learning Torah is not taking away from a Jew, even potentially taking away from No, but again, so the point is, you're right. There's one question is potential income. That's usually not considered stealing in Allah, taking away potential. It's prohibited, and that's it's not called stealing. Here, we're going back to the basics. We have to figure out. Can you even steal a concept, right. an idea, uh, intellectual property? That's the question. So that's you're right. So, so what we're saying is, the Talmud says if a non-Jew learns to study Torah, he's stealing. What do you mean? It's just stealing intellectual property. He's not what's he stealing? It's nothing tangible. Nothing to do with income. He's or not even taking potential of anything. Potential learning is not. So even. it's not the potential. That's the point. We still see the Talmud calls it stealing. So we see the concept of stealing something non-tangible exists in Allah. That's the point. That's what bring a proof. To. Now we have to apply it to. to to the question of the ad blockers, we'll get there in a second. First of all, so number one, so now not everyone agrees with the statement. Moshe Sheikh says, he says, no, there's a dispute. There's two, there's two things in the Talmud. Um, we follow the opinion that one cannot steal sound, and therefore one cannot steal wisdom either. If we go with the opinion that the chauffeur blowing would not be considered stealing, you can fulfill your obligation by hearing chauffeur blowing on a stolen chauffeur. So that means we're saying it's not considered stealing. Since it's not tangible, this would be relevant to downloading music. What we're saying is the sound of the shofar is not tangible. Therefore, you can't steal that. Even though the shofar itself was stolen, but I'm hearing the sound of that. The sound is not something tangible. I can't be considered stealing something by the sound. If I'm blowing it, yes, the one who's blowing it is, is stealing because he's using an item that was stolen. It doesn't belong to him. But the sound is not tangible and therefore it's not considered stolen. It would be relevant, like we're saying, let's say listening to music and let's say not downloading. Because now you're saying you're actually taking a digital something. Let's say I'm just listening to it online. So I'm not stealing, so I'm listening to stolen music. I'm okay. watching a pirated movie. I'm not, according to but this so, opinion, but, he's saying I'm not, but I'm not something stealing removed, anything. But something removed. Because it's like, let's say, uh, Scotty wants to go to a rave. He wants to go to a party. The DJ's there. He's playing stolen records. Mm -hmm. right. Well, Scotty's not to blame because he's enjoying the music from those stolen records, right? 
It's a question. Listen, maybe if it doesn't belong, he doesn't know. Let's assume he doesn't know. It's not. I have no right to listen to it. Maybe I have to stuff my ass. He doesn't know. Let's say he doesn't know. No, don't matter if you don't know. You don't know. Don't matter. You do know. He knows the DJ. He knows the. He knows the. The guy in Beth Israel stole the shofar from the gift. Okay, so so now the question becomes: Can I? Well, over there it's a question of fulfilling your obligation. But we're saying even that. Okay, so this opinion seems to be he's saying since we rule, you can fulfill your obligation with the shofar. That means you're not stealing. If it means you're not stealing, so that means I see he's saying like the opinion, the opinion who's of the opinion that stealing something not tangible is not stealing. That's the truth. Okay, now um, now there's a different question: Do I have to physically possess something to own it? Okay, so this is a different question. Um, so let's say, for example, he, he, the, the proof they want to bring is, it, it says if the, it says like this, let's say I dig a pit in public, I dig a pit, and someone now falls at that pit. So what, am I liable for the damages? Yes. So why? Why are you liable? I, I, it's I, not I, my I'm pit. Got, I'm not, okay, reading this, now I've been reading, mm-hmm. since I've been reading Dafiomi uh, where he covered all this, we're covering it now. I, I think it's not so much you own the pit, you own the responsibility for it. That means difference. you own it. Well, I think that's a difference. I, I, I think the fact, Moshe Sinai, you, you're, Hashem is saying you own the responsibility for putting that pit there. I don't think it's so much you own the pit. You just own the responsibility because you, 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 you created a danger. It's your responsibility. So, so that's so that's a different opinion. So in the Gemara, the Gemara says, you, yes, you're liable for damages if someone falls in your pit. The question is why. So they explain this concept. But even though you're not, you can't physically own it because it's public property, but the fact that I created, that's what Shimon Shkup says, was, by the way, my, my Rebbe's grandfather, um, he's, he's someone named Shimon Shkup. They lived in the, he died in 1939. Brilliant guy in, in Lithuania. So he wrote a, he, his commentary explains like this. He says, he says, how could you be liable oh, if I don't I own it? So he's saying the fact that you created it means you own it. If I create something, then I'm the owner of that thing. Even though physically I don't own it because it's public property. But I made this nuisance, I made this public nuisance, I, I made a, I dug a pit in the middle of Times Square and now a car, you know, and, and now someone falls in. So the fact that I created, he says, gives you ownership on it. Therefore, you're considered the owner. Okay, so that's a, that's a major thing and for the basis of intellectual property, he says that himself. This is in 19, I don't know when he wrote this, early 1900s. He says, he says, you see from here, so if I create an idea, or if I created this music, then I, that makes me the owner, even though there's nothing tangible. But the fact that I created something, he says, you see this kind of intellectual property from this pit. This is, that's his proof. Okay? Um, and then the, the next opinion says, you don't even need that. He says, um, he says, to him, it's obvious that one acquires ownership of one's intellectual innovations, and our Torah cannot possibly give less rights to intellectual property than the nations of the world. I mean, the fact that, that we're saying that Concept exists in Western society. Whenever it started, I don't know. Do the research as to when it started. Intellectual property. It, by the way, this is—it's not a new thing. This has been going on for the last hundreds of years, because what happened was people would print stuff. Um, in, in Poland, they didn't have cop- patents and copyrights, but people would pr- Jewish people would print. There's a famous Vilna Talmud. Uh, people printed a new edition of Talmud. It's not even their own materials, Talmud, but they typeset it, new typeset. Right. It used to be as much clearer than, you know, as the printing press progressed, they were able to typeset things much clearer, which used to be, you know, you couldn't read it, there was always mistakes. So people redid the Talmud, and this is still happening today. They take existing material and redo it. So the question is now, can someone else come, you know, a year later and redo it again? 
or basically take pictures of their so so how does that work so the so throughout the ages the last couple hundred years since the 15th since the invention of the printing press this has come up within halachic being addressed in halachic ways what do you do and there are many letters written and that you can't print something someone just came out with the Talmud you can't go a week later and print another Talmud basically using his his thing that he worked for 10 years working on the typeset and, and now go ahead and reprint it without permission of the original of the original typesetter so it's the same thing. This is so. This is really where they're coming from. Well, I'm surprised you didn't put another example. Would be, um, isn't it wrong for a rabbi to quote something uh, to oh, make so a do, opinion without quoting right. his, yeah, so his teacher? But that's it's more of a philosophical. They say I it's thought of putting that here. A philosophical concept. They say that when you quote someone, you need to mention his name. Not because it doesn't say it's stealing. It says it says it brings maybe gula little brings it brings redemption to the world. I don't know what that means. It's oh. more of a nice philosophical touchy feel. Well, I would think it also, it also that's why I didn't put it here. But but I mean, it, it also shows that you're not taking credit for something. Yeah, so that's that something. Yeah. Concept. So that's something else, plagiarizing. And, yeah, which, by the way, is unbelievable. My wife's uh, principal. I mean, it's, uh, what goes on in today's schools? I mean, it's like there's no kind of, with the internet. We were growing up, had to do a book report. You did it today. Every Every kid, you just get online and you copy and paste. No such thing as doing a book report anymore. There's no such thing as doing... Everything exists already. No one writes a paper anymore. So they have websites now, by the way, for, for, for schools. Software that shows you where it came from. You could you put it in and it tells you where it came from. Because every kid today, I mean, and the problem is the teachers do it. Teachers are also plagiarizing. It's not the, my wife shows me. It's, it's scary. You have teachers in school. They have no concept. Of, they just plagiarize everything themselves. And then you can't expect the kids not to do it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Anyway, so we're going to run out of time. So the, the next part is a very interesting thing. Is that the mission says like this? Fascinating thing. I mean, the question is another issue now. So, so we're, we're clearly saying here that in halacha exists the concept of intellectual property. Maybe a new question, the, the a new issue, which I think is relevant to this, which is that let's say you don't own something, but you even if you if I don't, the person doesn't own it, but if I'm going to benefit from something. So then I have to pay for it. Okay, so the case is like this. The Mishnah talks about you have a property, and I put a diagram because it was somewhat complicated. I don't know if the, the diagram makes it any better, but you have a property who's, who, my property is surrounded on three sides by, right. by a neighbor. Okay, um, and my, and, I, and uh, okay, now the guy, my neighbor who owns three sides property all around me, puts up a fence three sides of his property. Now obviously that's going to, Listen, I could say, I don't have to pay you for your fence, because it's not helping me, I still have an open sided. But now, all I have to do is now fence in my fourth side, and now I'm gaining benefit of his three sides, of his, of his three fences that he put up. Okay? So says the Talmud, says an unbelievable thing, Allah says like this, um, I don't have to pay for your fence. If you're putting up a fence on three sides of my property, which is on your property, I don't have to contribute to the fence. But says the Talmud, if I go ahead and put up a fourth fence, meaning uh, really my first fence, on my fourth side of my property. So I'm showing that I want your three fences. So now I have to contribute to all three of your fences. So by the fact that I'm showing that I'm interested in benefiting from your three, if I don't, if I don't show any interest, even though maybe I'm benefiting, I don't have to pay for it. But once I do an action which shows that I'm benefiting from your work, so then I have to contribute to your work, says the, says the Gemara. However, according to Biosi, it's an argument. He says, if B enclosed the fourth side of his own property, he must pay his portion of the other three sides. This shows that one must pay for the benefit one receives, even if one has done something showing an interest in the benefit. So now, what they're saying is here, there were these, these websites 
and putting up ads. They're saying, listen, you want our news? We're giving you a benefit. You want our news, you got to pay. Listen, so we're not going to charge you to become a member, but at least, the least you have to do is not block the ads, because that's what we're getting paid. So you have to contribute. So, meaning, what I want to apply here is maybe, according to this, I can't block the ad now, because if I'm blocking their ads, I'm showing I, I'm benefiting from your website. I am clearly coming here to get you the news. Because I like your website, I like the news here, I'm coming for the content. So by me blocking the ads, maybe I'm not allowed to do that because I have to contribute to the upkeep of the website. Listen, it costs money. Well, like Brian says, maybe you make a donation or there's a subscription Okay, price, so maybe that'll work. if not, then... No, if there's no if like there's subscription, obviously, then of course uh -huh. you have to pay. It don't matter if there's no subscription, but they're telling you, shut your ad blocker. So am I obligated to, to shut the ad blocker? So what, what I'm saying is maybe according to this, once I'm showing that I'm benefiting from your website and they're asking to contribute to the upkeep, just like this guy's asking for the fence on three sides, what's the difference? Meaning this, this guy's putting up the fence in either case. I mean, they're going to have the website up in either case. That's the argument. But this guy's going to have the fence up. He's putting up the fence because he needs it for his property. Why do I have to contribute? He's making, he's doing it in either case. But you see that once you show you're benefiting from his work, I need to contribute. Well, yeah, in this case, yeah, but I, I still think I still think that that website still has the option of blocking you totally if you don't take down your ad. The fact that they're still allowing you to see it, they must feel that there is some kind of benefit to them. Oh, because first of all, it costs money to, to that's really, that costs a lot of money to put up software to block you also. I don't know. Of course, it's software, I'm saying, it's putting, it's making the whole, you know, however it works. It's complicated software to block, that means to some, once someone has an ad blocker, you have to block them. It's like a whole, uh, you know, listen, I'm sure whatever it costs. But oh, it's like cost. okay. Questions, you're right. What's the default? Uh, listen, but they're telling you. We're talking about, well, there's two cases. One is where they don't tell you anything. So can I assume they're fine if I have an ad block? The other one is where they tell you, shut your ad block. But they're not forcing you to. So that's two, you're right. It's two different cases. One is where they're clearly telling you, I'm only allowing you to see this material. I'm giving you permission to look at our website only if you shut your ad block. So they tell you, you're, you, we, in our book, you're stealing if you don't try your ad book. That, that's, that, well, that's really the next question. Can I give you something, a gift, and tell you it's a conditional? That's really what's happening. That's really, because really, if you think about it, that's what the ad blocker, that's what the websites are doing. They're saying, listen, you can come to our website, but only if you shut your ad block. I'm giving you a free gift. It's free. We're not going to charge you. But it's conditional on you shutting your ad block. So can you give someone a gift? A conditional gift in Allah. I don't know what the law is in, in America. I mean, in Western law. Can you give someone a gift and say, you know, but you can only use it on Saturday. Give you a car. It's like you're giving a teenager a car. You can only use it if you go less than 50 miles an hour. Inheritance. 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 Yeah, you have to marry Jewish or you don't get your money or something. Yeah. But that's before the giving. Uh, maybe. I remember, I remember discussing it. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's conditional. Right. Can, I, can you give a conditional gift? the same thing by the way which by the way all these downloads you're selling over there they're selling right so and then you, they make you check off like and no one ever reads it 50 there's 50 conditions in the in the when you purchase the software so when you're downloading software and you're buying it even so over there clearly when you purchase something it's even harder over there the question is because I'm giving it to you completely how can I hold back I'm giving it to you I'm giving you something completely but I'm saying only with these conditions so in the sale I guess you can make any conditions you want right when you buy property, uh, can, can someone sell property with conditions? 
sure. But they don't build a skyscraper or whatever. Mm -hmm. that's well, it's called data restrictions. Exxon sells a product. No, but that's not the seller. No. That's not the seller putting the restrictions. Can do. The Can buyer. the seller put yeah. restrictions on the buyer yeah, in the sale? No, but that's not the seller. The deed restrictions coming from the city or from no. the association. No, no, no. Exxon does that. No. They close the gas station and they sell it. 90% of the time they'll say no more that's gas That's a deed restriction. Right. Years exactly. or years. That's a deed restriction. Uh, yeah. It's zoning. So it's meaning in the cell, it could do the right. So in the cell. That's zoning. That's zoning is different from a deed. Different from a deed, yes. A deed restriction is by the seller. Or they can say, yes. Not always. No. Saying, in my eyes, the deed restriction is by the association. That's a separate deed, but each property has a person, a seller can do their own also within law. Okay. That was, uh, so, that's so the question is, so we're out of time, I just want to go through this quickly, so, so meaning conditional gifts, so there's opinions here that say, so the, the bottom line, the halacha says, because we're out of time, I'm going to skip down to the halacha, that there's a difference, there's a distinction between a sale and a gift, okay, that means a sale you can do conditionally, um, I'm selling these, but through certain conditions, but it doesn't apply to a gift, okay, meaning the, the other question is the default, meaning if I didn't explicitly state the condition, is there a condition here? Which is really the question of, let's say the website's not telling you to shut your ad block. Can we assume that they want me to shut my ad? They're giving me content, but only because they don't, they want to make money from the ads. Can I, do I have to assume that or not? So in, in Allah, there's something called dvarm shabaleh. It means when you make any contractual, contractual, contractual obligation, any contract, I'm giving you or selling you something, so it's only what's explicit in the contract. You can't, if I'm thinking something, even assuming something in my at, during the sale, that's called dvarm shabalev. That means something in my heart. That's not applicable. We can't know what's in your heart. Okay. Now there are some explicit cases where, let's say, and we discussed this before. People, I remember, not, no one liked it. But let's say I'm selling my house because I'm making aliyah. So the Talmud says, let's say it doesn't end up falling through. I didn't make aliyah. So then, according to the Talmud, technically, if everyone knew, that's why you're selling your house because you're moving to Israel. Okay, and you end up not moving to Israel. So then you have a right to go back and take back the house. Mm. Okay, which is problematic. I mean, legally, that doesn't work. But according to Allah, meaning if it was a known thing. But if it wasn't known, so that's really the question here. So the Ramah rules in the Shulchan Aruch, the Ramah says that um, in a gift, that in the gift, the certain things are binding, certain conditions will be binding more than a sale. Okay, so it would seem like that technically speaking, if I'm all giving you, which basically the website is a gift, they're offering you something for free. So they have a right to make conditions, even if it's not explicit. So even if they're not telling you, shut your ad blocker according to this, maybe. Anyway, that's, uh, that's, uh, bottom line is, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Still up for discussion. End of the day, but I'm saying, More if they're telling needed. you, I think if they're telling you very clearly, shut your ad blocker, you might have to do that. Thank you.